High Vibe Nation is live. Welcome to the High Vibe Nation, where we have set out to raise the vibration of every human being on the planet. Your hosts on this journey are Sherry Gideons and Pamela Aubrey. So let's join them now in their current interview with a high vibing individual. Hi, and welcome to the High Vibe Nation, a revolution of love. It's time to rise and live your best life now. Woohoo! That's Ooh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. We have such a special guest with us here tonight. Alan Dagba, thank you so much for being with us. I'm happy to be here with you. Such a joy to have you. So as you know, on this show, we love to talk about being high vibe. So tell us what it means to you to be high vibe. Well, high vibe to me is enthusiasm. It's the awakening of the presence of God in the human spirit. Uh, and when God is awakening in your spirit, your body is divinely electrified, right? And you begin to move yourself in the social spectrum with a high vibration, which we call in the religious context, the anointing of the grace of God. Mm, beautiful. I love that. So starting out with this amazing topic that we have been very, very enthused about all week and so have so many of our followers and listeners is let's discuss what is energy money? Okay. Well, I think the world is getting to a place right now where people are now paying attention to the word energy. And uh, the word energy really means either a feeling, it starts with a feeling in the heart, and then it can expand itself into your aura and become a vibration. Then when it moves into the atmosphere or the cosmos, it becomes a frequency. So when we're talking about energy money, we're talking about the concept of money that you hold in your mind that is creating a certain type of feeling or vibration. For example, you can take 100 people who all of them hold $20 in their hand, but they all feel different about the $20, right? Some people will look at the $20 and feel poor. Some people will look at the $20 and feel rich. Some people will look at the $20 and feel content, right? Some people will look at the same $20 and feel like they don't have enough. What is creating the different feelings or the different vibration is the concept they hold about money in their psyche. And that concept is designed by the self-image. Your concept of money will always match your concept of yourself. So if you have a low self-image, it will design a concept of money in your mind that will have a low feeling or a low vibration, which, which is what we call uh, poverty or the spirit of lack or the spirit of limitation. So we all know that money is a tangible and a physical reality, but what we need to pay attention to is the feeling or the vibration you develop about the money is the energy money. The energy money is the one you have a relationship with. The energy money determines how you will spend the physical money. The energy money determines how you actually invest the physical money. Another way to say it is that the spirit controls matter. 
right? The invisible is in charge of the visible. So when you don't change your psychic concept of money, the vibration or the feeling you generate about money will not change. But in order to change your psychic vision or concept of money, you have to first change your self-image. When you don't change your self-image, everything that image will create as a concept has to match its identity. So energy money, to make it very simple, is the feeling you have about money that is generated by your self-image. Wow. Wow, that's so powerful. And so why do you think it is that so many people struggle in their relationship with money? Well, it's important to understand that money has to be learned, right? Uh, we talk about the, the, the body of money. The money body has uh, four major members that we deal with most of the time. We have an income. We have what is called uh, expenses. Uh, we have what we call investment, right? And then we have what we call, for example, uh, an asset, for example. Now, if you want to have a relationship with money, you have to decide what type of relationship you want to have with money. Do you want to make money or you want to earn money? Now, if you want to earn money, then you're going to have to work for somebody else, which means the concept you have of yourself, your self-image, sees you as an employee. So you will have to work with somebody and that somebody has to pay you. If you cannot design a different image of yourself, you will have to be an employee for the rest of your life. Remember that money is a psychic vibration. It has to match the vibration of the personality you construct about yourself. Now, if you say, I want to be wealthy, then you have to design the I am that can be wealthy. So then you will, that I am that can be wealthy will design a different concept of what money is. And that different concept will vibrate differently in your body, in your soul, your decision. You can move basically from an income based on earning to begin to create money. Now, to create money, you have to become an entrepreneur, right? And it is a mindset. And the mindset is generated by the personality you design for yourself. So you got to make that decision. So most people, to answer your question, haven't made the shift from earning money to actually making money, which is to create money. Mm -hmm. And you got to first be and do and then have. If you want to have, for example, um, uh, a practice, as a doctor, you have to first go to school and they will give you an information, information. Something is forming within, information. That information will become knowledge. That knowledge will become belief. That belief will become a personality and you call a doctor. So the information is gonna become a person. That's your self-image that you have become now a doctor. Then you can, when you go to the hospital, that personality will hypnotize you, possess your brain and your hand and perform surgery. Mm -hmm. you, you, we, we humans, we have been given power to create humans. A human being is not the body. A human being is a data. So if you can design a personality in you, you are a creator of a being. 
So you have to first become wealthy to do and think the way wealthy people think and do the things that wealthy people do and then have the wealth that you want. But mm -hmm. until we move from being an individual to become a potential, there is no need, there is no way most people will tap into the idea of bettering their finances. Mm -hmm. so, individ individual, what does that mean? I am a doctor, that's individual. I am a singer, that's individual. I am a dentist, that's individual. So that's all you know, you are stuck in an identity. But when you are potential, for example, think about a piece of wood. That piece of wood can actually become a chair, it can become a table, it can become anything. When you are a potential, you can tap into many possibilities. For example, I'm a teacher, I teach people also business, I'm also, I also sell shampoo, soap, uh, you know, things like skin cares. I also sell clothes. I mean, many businesses because as the scriptures say, I can do what? All things through Christ who gives me the power, the ability, the strength. So that's what is happening. That's why most people are stuck. They are stuck in one identity and they have a complete wrong understanding of how money functions in the society what leads me to think of that when i you know the first thing that comes up in front of me is something that i dealt with for a lot of years when it came around this subject and that was the idea that my mother would talk about all the time that money doesn't grow on trees there's you know the glass is half full um money is the root of all evil and so do you think there's a generational curse when it comes to poverty because i mean that's the paradigm i lived in the habit in my own head yes well let's talk about generational curse in the word generation you hear the word gene what we must understand is that generational curse is first transfer through vision your eyes absorb the things that are in your environment for example if in your home you have broken furniture the children i see are seeing this broken furniture they are absorbing right in their consciousness the mindset of poverty if they go in your closet and the clothes are not aligned and clean and things are all in all kind of places they're watching that and they're absorbing that through the environment if you go to the store and the child is watching you, you buy a lot of groceries and you go to the cashier to pay and you return some items, the child is watching that and is copying that in consciousness. You are actually programming the child's genes to become poor and broke, right? Now, then it goes to wording, the things you're saying to the children. For example, we don't have enough. You don't have to get that. We don't have a lot of money. That is for rich people. We are not this type of people. So then there is a program. But we must understand the pathological aspect of generational curse. It's not just something somebody can pray over your head and you're going to be free from generational curse. That's a superstition. You must renew your mind, which means your neural pathways that have been designed by your upbringing to create a poor personality in you, that neural pathway has to be broken. You have to design new cells in your brain. You have to be able to step in environment 
where you can see the opposite of what you have been raised in. You have to put new words into your brain. I'll give you a very important example in the Bible, the example of Jacob, for example. Jacob wanted to produce sheep that would have stripes, right? What did he do? He took a stick and then he designed stripes on the stick. Then he placed the stick where the animals would go drink and where the animals would go and get intimate. I know we don't use those words for animals, but I use them for animals get intimate. So what he did is he put the, the stripe, the, the stick with the stripes where they would drink. Why? While they're drinking, oh. uh, the stick with the stripes will affect the brain and will begin to change the language of the genes when they make. And eventually, when they give birth, the little ones have the stripes. So you got to ask yourself, what does imagination have to do with it? Your brain doesn't know the difference between what you imagine and what you're doing when you involve your senses. So when you get to a place in your life where you realize that you have been actually genetically programmed to be poor, you have to begin to change your genes. That's why they talk about blue blood in England, for example. The royal family, they have designed... Let me explain this to you in a very clear way. Mm -hmm. If you take a cup of water and you spray a fragrance into it, the molecules of the fragrance will mix with the molecules of the water. Now, if you pour that water into another container that has water, the molecules will contaminate with the, the molecules in the next tank of water. You must understand, your grandparents... All the feelings they have released in the bloodstream, like a fragrance, has changed the genetical language. The genes is speaking the language of poverty. The body is carrying the vibration of lack of limitations. So when that blood through the sperms and the eggs formulate the individual that you are, your body is already vibrationally designed to only make decisions that will lead you to poverty. Because your bloodstream through your neural pathway will communicate to your brain the choices and the decisions you should make. So you would take a child, for example, who is born into wealth. His grandparent has redesigned the, the brain, redesigned the genetical language of their body. They give birth to this child. The funny thing about it is they will end up making all the right choices, regardless of the situations that they're facing. It's mind-blowing. They 90% wow. of the time, they will end up in wealth. But you, you will try everything. You will work hard. You will read books. You will try anything to be wealthy. You will be hitting both blocks because your body vibration is being programmed to actually generate decisions and choices that can only lead to lack and limitations. Wow. Wow. Well, I wanted to just pause for a moment too because we have quite a few people on and we've got a mm -hmm. lot of good comments coming through. So just want to welcome some of you to the show. I see Samuel, Weldon, Christy, Becky, Dana. Thank you all, Cindy. Thank you all for being here. Yeah. And just some really great comments. So Samuel is saying rewire. And Christy is saying um, be, do, and have. So that's what you're talking about really is thinking about this from an internal level instead of thinking of money externally. Yeah, you have to take it serious. For example, uh, the program we have designed that you're aware of, the Oragram, is a program that is designed to help people rewire themselves from the light body. 
when we bring everything, every physical thing at the subatomic level, what we will see is nothing else but photons that generate electromagnetic waves. You understand me? That's why a feeling is actually a thing. A thought is a thing. The air, for example, is invisible but has mass. Your thoughts, they are things. They are vibrations. They are frequencies. That's what you can. That's why you can feel them. They're heavy on you. That's why people can be depressed. They can have anxiety. So your thoughts and your feelings, they are things. They are electromagnetic waves. They are filled with light and photons. So you have to be able to tap into your light body and begin to speak different frequencies into that light body and change the genetic language of your body. Then you're going to find yourself making intuitive decisions that will change completely the trajectory of your life. Wow. I, I wanted to just mention to our watchers and listeners right now that the orogram that you're talking about, I just posted it on the screen right here. And I'd like to say just from personal experience, the change and the shift in my own body from using this program. It's been, it's been incredible because I wanted to mention that so on one level, my mother, I said, was the glass half full and there wasn't enough money. So there's that yeah. program running in me. Yeah. And then on the other hand, my father was a multimillionaire. My father was an overachiever. He was extremely successful. But then my mother and him divorced when I was 12. And so I went to go live with my mother and watched my father eventually remarry someone and basically who had four children and then they lived this lifestyle. So here I had one program and the other running inside of me. Could you speak the, to that a little bit? Yeah, neither. You see, both programs are dangerous. I will explain to you why I say that. We already spoke about the, the case with your mother, right? Mm -hmm. Your dad, there is a program about hard working, right? Right. That if you work hard enough, right, then you get to be successful. I don't believe in that concept unless the idea of working hard is work hard on yourself so you can transcend the mental blockages. Mm -hmm. But there's something you can see in the whole universe is that the seeds and everything, they flow into manifestation. Because you must understand, when you condition yourself to say, I have to work hard to make it, you are telling the universe to make it hard for you to be successful because that work hard is actually breaking the law of grace, which I'm going to talk about very soon. Mm -hmm. People who think about working hard, they always end up sacrificing something. They will sacrifice their health. They will sacrifice their marriage. They will sacrifice their relationship. They will even sacrifice their children. Will they make it to success? Yes, but they cannot really enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, the soul is asking for evolution. The mm. soul is asking for enlightenment. The soul is asking for a blooming sense of existence, which they don't have. Mm -hmm. So this is what I will tell you. You must understand there's a law of grace. And what is the law of grace? You have to enter into the consciousness of co-creation. If you were, for example, a farmer, you have your work to do and the universe has its work to do. God has created two powerful entities the human being, and the universe. The universe is a body of laws. The interaction between the human being and the universe creates what we want. Let me explain. You can buy a land, you clean the land, 
you dig a hole, you plant the seed, you cover it, and your part is done. Now you have to wait. The universe has to do its part. The universe will make the sunshine. It will make the rainfall. It will adjust the seasons. And the work of the universe and your work combined will create the harvest. So when we begin to talk about working hard, we're talking about you trying to do the part of the universe. Mm -hmm. And you start breaking laws. Now the universe has to rebel against you because you are stepping in a territory that doesn't belong to you. Mm -hmm. So when you work, you want to generate financial success, you have to work smart, which means you need to know what is your responsibility. Maybe to budget better, maybe to know how much money you want to make on a monthly basis, maybe to work better on your agenda, your people skill, your leadership ability, how to network with people. You do that portion because that portion belongs to you. But you must respect the work of grace. When grace is moving, we enter into something called the Sabbath, which means the human part of us ceases to work and God begins to work. That's what Jesus meant when he says, the father in me who does the work. The son by himself cannot do this miracle. You understand? He said, mm -hmm. I am the master of the Sabbath. I don't break the Sabbath. You must master the Sabbath. There is a season where your human ability trying to force things in must stop where God's power will begin to kick in. When it kicks in, then grace begins to work. In that moment, force is not existing. Flow will begin to move and you will enter into success. So what comes to me is that you're not telling people if your job is difficult or you don't like it or you're working hard right now, go quit your job. What you're no. saying is that transition. you have to create a shift. We have helped people who believe that I don't like my job and we have helped them create a shift and bring a different vibration in the same job. And they were amazed how they begin to like the same job. What people forgot is that love has to be learned because the first feeling you had about the job is a program from the past. Your subconscious mind is comparing the work environment with something else, but you're not aware of what it is. So whenever your subconscious mind develop a trigger, it will project a feeling in your body, which will explain as I don't like this environment. I'll give you an example. There's a gentleman who say, I don't like planes. I don't like to, to be in planes. I don't want to have anything to do with planes. Then this pilot begin to tell him about the magnificent virtue of technology that a plane is. He began to be very seduced by the understanding of what this big machine is about. Before he knows it, he began to generate in his body the desire to actually fly a plane. They did some training for three months. Guess who is now in the air saying, I love flying. I love planes. So, <laughs> what happens? The old issue. There was a program, but now that program has been replaced by another program. The Bible will tell us: take off the old self mm. and put on the new one. Mm -hmm. It's not really happening out there. It's happening at the level of consciousness. Wow. So, how do we? how do we ship that in a way where because i know for myself it took a lot of years of of being mindful in the moment living in the present and and observing my thoughts recognizing when my thoughts were going into a direction of lack and limitation or even fear 
what yeah. are some examples of how people can shift that in the moment? Well, let me tell you five simple things they can do. Number one, they have to be honest with the current self-image, right? Your current self-image is the way you feel deep down about yourself. The highest level of honesty is the truth you tell yourself. You have, number one, to be honest with the way you feel deep down about yourself. If you can lie to yourself, no one can tell you the truth. So you have to sit with yourself and say, what are my deepest feelings about myself? Do I feel like I'm not good enough? Do I feel inadequate? Do I feel like I cannot reach my potential? I cannot reach my goals? Do I feel intimidated? You have to come to a place where you notice this thing. I'm not saying to dive into them. Okay. I'm saying to notice them. You come face to face with them. You accept yourself with that particular feeling you're feeling. You want to write them down. When you don't do that, you are being delusional and you will move into something called pretending, which is one of the factors of poverty. People who want to pretend to be rich, but they're broke. So what that feeling will do to you is it will give you a delusional sensation of having something that you don't have. Mm -hmm. Then it will create another feeling where you feel like you're a hypocrite, where you start feeling like you, you start carrying a guilt like someone who is lying to other people. Right. That feeling will make your condition worse, right? You will drive cars that you cannot afford. You begin to go to vacations that you cannot afford. Basically, you begin to act like a fool, right? So once you come face mm -hmm. to face with the truth, with the genuine reality of what is happening to you at the subconscious level, the feelings that you're carrying about yourself, write them down. Now, number two, mm -hmm. you have to admit to yourself that you need help. You see, we have been designed by God to work collectively. Your body tells you that. All the organs in your body, including the cells, they are building something called network. It's a network work, a network power. You see, when you notice something about you that you don't have the tools to change, you have to be open to ask for help. But when you're asking for help, don't confuse opinions or advice. Usually we go to people who don't have the fruit on the tree to give us advices. Now they're going to give you opinions because they don't really know what they're talking about. So you got to find a mentor. You got to have to find someone. You got to ask the universe to send you a mentor. For example, most people are looking for something. They should be looking for someone. Mm -hmm. In the scriptures, we have been shown that a breakthrough happens when you meet somebody. So you ask for someone, you attract vibrationally someone, and you say to that person, this is what I'm dealing with. I see that you have a result. How can you help me? Gotta be open. That's the second thing. The third thing you must do, you must bring your body in the vibration of wealthy people. Something very powerful happens that I wanna share with you here. Mm -hmm. When you, the Bible says that the Pharaoh of Egypt prosper because was with him. What was it about that Joseph, it was not just his ideas, it was the vibration he was sending in the environment. When you are mixing with wealthy people, they exude a type of vibration and your aura will begin to capture that vibration. And that vibration will begin to nourish your body 
and will begin to tap into your psyche and give you ideas that makes them wealthy. If all your friends are broke and you're sitting in the midst, you are immersing your body in a vibration of brokenness, vibration of poverty and limitations. You're replenishing the neural pathways that have brought you into the poverty at the first place. So you have to change your associations. That's very important. That's number three. Number four, you have to be coachable. You have to be someone who is willing to change, right? When you are not willing to change, you cannot be coached. If you believe you know it all, you cannot be taught. So you have to be coachable. And when you find a mentor or a coach, let him teach you what he is successful at. Don't tell him to teach you how to play golf if he's successful at playing a football. That's completely stupid. You can do that. So you find a mentor, he will teach you how to be successful in what he is good at. This is very important. Now, the last part, which is I want to talk about is people have been programmed to run like robots. You are designed a human being, but you are afraid of another human being. Opportunities are not missing out there. What is missing is people's psychic ability to perceive the opportunity and then embrace the opportunity. We have been designed to be afraid of one specific word, selling. Let me tell you something. You don't want to sell, you will be broke for the rest of your life. If you want to make money, you have to be able to sell. And what is the definition of being a salesperson? Is to have a product or a service that will help people fulfill their needs. What a great way to live. You got to understand that when you become a participant of the economic evolution of a country, you have to actually become a salesperson. You have to actually be able to say something and be comfortable enough to present it to people and say, I have created for you. The funny thing is everybody's buying, but no one wants to sell because they have a self-image that believes that selling means that you are low, you, they have a complex of inferiority. They look at all the wealthy people. They're all selling something. You have to create something. You have to sell something. You are not that special that you are incapable of creating something that you need to sell. This is very important. You know, a couple things that come to mind with you saying that is, you know, a lot of the spiritual teachers of today, they say, fake it till you make it. And I'm hearing you say the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand something. F the fake version of something, it means that thing is not genuine. I think what the spiritual teacher is saying, I think the words may not be right, mm -hmm. but what they're sensing is true. They're telling you that, I'll give you an example. There is a young man I'm helping to break free from poverty mindset. I ask him, I want you to imagine the best house you would like to live in. So he imagined the house. I said, you have it. He said, you got it. Okay. Say number two, I want you to see yourself in the house. He cannot. He tried. He cannot. Why? Because the psychic forces will not allow his low self-image to penetrate that type of lifestyle. He has not formulated and designed within him the persona, the image 
that can actually live in that house. So the psychic forces are blocking him, are blocking that personality to actually enter that house. What the spiritual teacher is telling you is that you must paint. You must be able, when you when you read the, the, the Bible, Bible talk about that again. Uh, when you go to the porter house, he was working on a previous clay, and then it breaks. He took another clay, and then he formulates another uh, image out of it. You must understand, if you are a sculptor and you have a piece of wood, you are not sculpting just in vain. You have a picture of what you want to sculpt actually in your mind. So your brain is actually participating in the work of your hand. So you're carving the wood according to the image and the likeness of the picture you have in your mind. So if the teacher is telling you before you can make it, which means before you can design the life you want, you have to first have the picture of it in your mind. You have to see yourself in it. And then you begin to take life substances, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your habits, your character, which represents the collective uh, power of the piece of wood you're going to take and then craft out of the life substance the life that you want. Without a picture, you cannot create. That's what they're trying to tell you. Very interesting. So I was listening to Neville Goddard the other day and he's talking about imagination. And what you're saying sounds a lot to me like the same thing. It's a bit like using your imagination to help you tap into these things. Well, if you look at all the uh, spiritual books, before they teach you about meditation or enter it into any realm, they will talk to you about imagination. They will tell you, imagine this, imagine this, imagine this. You must understand. Your imagination is your spiritual sight. You have to see with your imagination. I was working with a gentleman today from Australia, and I said, before we enter into prayer, let me test, test your, your spiritual sight. So I said, okay, imagine this fruit. Can you imagine it? He was having a problem imagining the fruit, and I said, your spiritual sight is clogged. So I said, okay, imagine yourself tasting this juice. Can you taste it? He said, yeah, I can taste it in my imagination. I said, well, your, your spiritual sense of taste is working. So we try all the five senses. They're all working except for his imagination. So I told him there were a period in your life where you actually decided not to see certain things. You say, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see that. And you did it for a long period of time it ends up producing a, a vibrational cataract into your spiritual eyes, not allowing you now to see spiritually. So imagination is very powerful. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. I wanted to not take a second to acknowledge some of the people that are here watching online with us. It looks like Brahim has been has joined us and he's been putting some pretty awesome comments in there. And Weldon, of course, Christy is asking, can you explain psychic forces? Well, you got to understand, uh, first of all, you have three bodies. OK, we're going to go a little deep. Shall we? <laughs> all right. We love it. Shall we? Let's do it. Perfect. All right. So. You have three bodies, and you're already aware of these bodies. You have your psychic body, which is basically everything about you that is invisible. That's your psychic body. And then you have your physical body, and then you have your cosmic body. I want to explain how they work together. 
Now, the concept of body here just means a group of things, okay? So your psychic body is a group of psychic forces. What are they? Your imagination, your thoughts, your feelings, your impulses, your habits, your anything about you that is invisible, which is a vibration, constitute your psychic body, including your awareness, including your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, your superconscious mind, the habit you are formulating, the information that are in you, they all form your psychic body. Okay? As a group of psychic bodies. Now, let's talk about your physical body, just group of cells. Let's not waste time on that. Group of cells. Now, when you're talking about your cosmic body, we're talking about the event, the circumstances, the people, the career, that form the group of your life experience. That is also a body. They are all connected. For example, a one thought, just one negative thought in your psychic body will become one toxic cell in your physical body, and that will become one negative event in your life or a person who represents that thought or that cell in your physical body, in your cosmic body. So what do we do? Most people want to solve the problem from the outside. Is it a no? Clean the inside of the cup and the outside of the thing. The things that are defiling you are coming from within you. So when we remove that barrier, that negative cup from the second body, it will disappear as a sickness in your physical body. But the people in your life that will present that particular cup will also panic. So, okay. Alan? Yes? Alan, I just want to interrupt for a moment. Um, some people are having a little trouble hearing you, so I just wanted to let you know that it might be something just a little technical on your end. No, everything is fine here. Let me relax. There you go. <laughs> is it your background, Pam? Is it the, the it sounds I mean, like a lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah, everything is perfect here. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, there we go, good. Okay, go ahead, you know, re could you re, I'm sorry, Alan, could you please go over that again? I Pam's outside. I know you have to because Pam's outside, so we're picking up her lawnmower background. Okay, this is okay. very important. So I want people to be nourished. I want people to be fed. I want people to really grab this thing and begin to make changes in their lives. So I say you have three bodies. You have a psychic body. You have a physical body and you have a cosmic body. Your psychic body is everything about you that is invisible. Your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, your superconscious mind, your desire, your impulses, your habits, your tendencies, your addictions, the things you learn, they're all part of your psychic body. Your aura is also part of your psychic body. Your desire is part of your psychic body. Your imagination is part of your psychic body. Everything about you, the word body here means a group of things. So all this group of things form your psychic body. Your physical body, we don't want to waste time on it, is the group of cells. That's it. Now, your cosmic body is a group of events, circumstances, people that are in your life. They represent the cells in your cosmic body. So if you have, for example, a very bad habit or a negative toxic thought in your psychic body as a virus, it will duplicate itself in your physical body as cells that are sick. But those cells will vibrate into the cosmic field through your aura to actually attract somebody who will match that thought in your psychic body. 
or will match a disease or a circumstance in your cosmic body that will match what is in your psychic body. So what do people do usually? They don't do what Jesus said. Jesus said, clean first the inside of the cup and the outside will be clean. So most people go first in the cosmic body. They want to fight with their aunties and their friend. And when they reject one person is replaced by another because the thought in the psychic body is sending the frequency and creating the replacement, right? They run away from their parent and they marry their father, right? They run away from one job and they meet the, sec the other job, that the other boss that looks just like and behaves just like the previous boss. And they're struggling with the same financial issue over and over again. So what do we do? Jesus said, what is defiling the body is coming from within you. So we go in the psychic body and we extract the data. It will disappear in the physical body if it was a physical condition. And if you represent somebody in your cosmic body, that person will move away. That career will move away. And then something else will replace it. You never move anything out of the psychic body without replacing it with something else. That's what the Bible said. Take off the old self, but you can also put on the new one. Mm -hmm. Wow. So... So when it comes to creating from a, like, I guess the thing that is coming to mind while I'm thinking about it is, so how can we manifest quicker? I mean, <laughs> when it comes to, to, when it comes to like what I would like to call divine manifestations, I yeah. mean, is, is there a process that we could actually manifest quicker? Let me tell you something. Uh, the, the topic of, you realize the topic we have here is not about how do you manifest money fast. It's okay. about how do you better your finances, right? Okay. Uh, you know, I wrote a book about the secret to divine manifestations, uh, which is uh, actually has changed many people's lives. It wasn't because um, I was just sitting down and I have a revelation. Let me tell you what happened. I was tired of the religious uh, blockages, the religious ideas and concepts that would make any sense. Then I fasted for 40 days on liquid alone. And during that fasting, I was taught how to manifest. Let me tell you something very important. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not complicate this thing about manifestation, right? Okay. If you want to attract butterflies, make yourself a flower. If you want to attract bees, make yourself a flower. If you want to attract ants, just make yourself sweet, a sugar. You see, it's, you see, the universe is not concerned about what you're going to attract. It's concerned about what you will become that will automatically generate the attraction. Yeah. And attraction has to be activated. For example, you go to a bar, somebody approaches you. And say, young lady, I like you. I like your smile. Did you attract that person? Yes, subconsciously, but you haven't activated it. If you say, can I have your number? And you say, yes, you just activated it. You become responsible for activating the law of attraction. That is the way it's going to always be. Who are you? What is the concept of you that you are vibrating into the cosmos? Let me tell you what I do, for example. Let's say I'm looking for a business partner. I will sit down and I will design the qualities and the characters that I want in that business partner. Then I will ask myself, do I have those qualities? 
If I don't have them, I will begin to inculcate them in my behaviors, in my routines, until I become the incarnation of that character that I want. But this is what I do. I will sit down and perform the identity of that character in my mind. Why am I doing that? So that the brain can release the hormones that will become the emotions, that will become the vibration of that personality I want to exude. I will do it day one, day two, and day three. That's what I will do when I go in a cafe, for example. Whoever will turn to look at me felt the vibration. Why is it that everybody has didn't turn and that particular person turned? That person connected to the vibration that I, I begin to send out into the atmosphere. You understand? Mm -hmm. So I say to you, if I make myself sugar, I can only attract things that like sugar. Yes or no? So a lot of people don't want to become. A lot of people don't want to redesign themselves. They want to stay the same people. They don't want to put any effort into transforming and nourishing the mind. They want to do magic. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want to change your situations. God wants to change you. Because at the end of the day, your situations will remain, right? Or they will go away. But what is left, what is the most substantial thing that is left is who you have become. So God wants to, you to change so that you can change your situations. I have people praying about wiping out their debts. I tell them, why don't we rephrase that? Why don't you ask God, make me wealthy so that I can pay off my debts? So isn't it better than sitting down, refusing to change, to change your mindset, refusing to change your associations, and then ask God to wipe out your debt? So you are cheating yourself. You are not becoming the best, the better version of you. Is that making sense what I'm saying to you here? Yes. 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 Good. Wow. So, I mean, really. Good. Well, I want to I mention real quick about his book real quick, Pam. Why don't you mention about getting his book of divine secrets to divine manifestations real quick? It might be a little too loud here. Oh, sorry, girl. Go ahead. So I just wanted to mention to our audience and guests right now that Alan's book, Get the Secrets to Divine Manifestations, I posted it on the screen here. So any of you can uh, write that down and be able to pick it up from him later. It's an amazing book. Okay. You ladies, you don't have any more questions? <laughs> No, Pam does. She just has to turn her sound on and off periodically so people can still hear you. Okay. Go ahead, Pam. Yeah, I was actually waiting for the mower to go by. Okay. <laughs> this, this was actually the best place I could find where I could actually sit down. Otherwise, I'm standing here like... So my question is then, what's kind of a first step that someone can take to start to actually put some of these ideas into action? First thing, they have to ask themselves, who do I need to become in order to do the things that I want to do and then to have the things that I want to have, right? So they have to begin to write down the qualities of that person they want to become. Mm -hmm. For example, if I pick up a book and the person highlighted everything in that book, this is someone who doesn't know where he's going. When you say to yourself, I want to become this, 
You start reading a book and you only highlight the things that will contribute in the process of you becoming that. So you're reading books to collect treasures. You have to design the, the habit of successful people. You must understand that information, you, you know this already. You want to become an engineer, you go to school. They give you information. Information through repetition will become what? A belief. The belief will become knowledge. The knowledge will become a personality. That personality is what you call an engineer. You are not an engineer. You are the image and the likeness of God. You have potential. But the information has become a person in you. So if you want to become someone different, you have to first design how it looks like. Then you begin to gather information from a mentor or from a book. And then those information, you put them together, you begin to engrave them in your psyche. That's the way the Bible says that the word of God will become Christ in you, right? The message will become a person in you. You inhale it in your psyche and it begins to act through you and send the vibration of that particular identity in you out there. And you begin now to, next thing you start to attract people who are just like You begin to spend more time with them. You begin to ask them questions. You begin to learn from them. Before you know it, you will be at your destination. Never, never confuse opinion with advisement. When you go out in this world, you kind of continue to be open-minded. Don't quickly say, oh, it's, it's a scam. Oh, somebody's trying to get something out of me. It's a program that has been put in us to the list of opportunities. Get to know people. Check them with people. Love people. Listen to them. Because your blessing can come that way. So you want to be able to free yourself from all those blockages. That's the very deep what I just told you. That makes me think of when, my, you know, at one point my daughter had cancer and she was very sad. And one of the things that came up during that time is she wanted to attract somebody who would love her. And I said to her, I said, Ashley, I said, you can't attract, you know, somebody to love you until you love yourself. So it was the first time that she let me sit down with her. We got out a piece of paper and we started writing all of the attributes and the qualities yep. that she wanted in this relationship. And we started to identify her feeling those in herself, her being those in herself. And, and, and so she would focus on that when she was in the hospital. And the, oh. in, the, here, here's the amazing part about it is, is so she literally, when she barely had any hair, I talked her into going back to the gym and she was working out and she starts talking to this guy and he initially asked her, you know, out for a date. And what did she say? She says, no, but I'm going grocery shopping. You can go grocery shopping with me. <laughs> but, but, but the cool thing about it is this man had all of the qualities that Ashley had written on that piece of paper and she just married him in August. Had a beautiful, beautiful. fairy tale wedding and beautiful. I mean amazing. Everything you want, you have to create it. Because you are born out of a creator. Mm. Everything has to be designed and created. If you are waiting, saying to yourself it has to be natural, what you are not listening to is that what you call it natural is a pre-programming coming now with easy flow from your environment. You can, it comes to you me naturally. No, it's a pre-programming from your subconscious mind that is responding automatically to your environment. 
So everything else, you can program yourself to get to that same level of flow almost with anything. Mm -hmm. Communication, attraction, uh, getting a better career. Like I said, you cannot produce anything above your self-image. It's impossible. If you don't see yourself wealthy, there is no way you will wear the right spiritual garment and feel comfortable among the wealthy people. You are among the wealthy people, but your aura is feeling uncomfortable. So you have to live. But the moment you get among the people who wear the same old garment like yourself, you're going to feel so comfortable, even though you all broke. So it's very important that you wear the right garments to step into the consciousness of what you want. So to wear the right garment, you have to design who you are. You have to program it in you until you begin to create the hormones that will support the biochemistry of your body. It's very important. So Pam's wanting me to ask, so what do people do if they are really broke? <laughs> the first thing is, if you say, um, for example, you got to know the identity of money. Let me explain to you. You are spirit, right? Let's say, let's pick the realm, physical realm and spiritual realm, right? You are a spirit. When the body dies, it goes to the grave, it will disappear, right? They may build Walmart on, on, on that line later. No, no. But who you are is spirit. Now, you are in the spirit realm. I'm going to split it. Your body, for example, is in the physical realm. And you want to attract physical money. You got to convert the physical money into a spiritual money so you can be in the same realm with the money so that you can have access to it to be able to manufacture it. So you are a spirit. Now, money is in the physical realm, but you can't access it. You got to convert it into energy. What is money? So you got to ask people, when you have money, how do you feel? I feel peace of mind. I feel that I am free. So peace of mind and freedom. You're converting the money now into feelings. And I feel like I'm powerful because when people have problems, you can help them. When you have money, you feel a sense of self-worth. Peace of mind, freedom, powerful, a sense of self-worth. So you convert the money now into energy form. So now you have access to it. You say, what can I do today to feel peace of mind? What can I do today to feel self-worth? What can I do today to feel powerful? What can I do today to feel free? Even if what you are about to do has nothing, listen to me, absolutely nothing to do with money, the moment you generate that feeling, the universe has to find anything that provides that feeling and draw them to your life. You understand what I'm saying? Money will be part of it, including everything else that is in perfect harmony with that type of feeling that you're generating constantly. The problem is people don't ride on those feelings long enough. An obstacle will come and they will get off that feeling and jump on another vibration. And they will cancel out what they were trying to manifest. So we teach people a prayer of gratitude. You, you guys are probably aware of the map of your, your dream, your life dream journey. You, you develop a, a, a program and you memorize the program, right? With the spirit of gratitude. So when you vibrating at high frequency, the vibrations that will bring money, that will bring associations, business opportunities, mentors, and learning experiences. Whenever an obstacle comes, I call them literally um, 
those are agents in, in the book, The Matrix. They show them as this Mr. Smith. And you wear dark glasses. Those are the problems of your life. They come to get you off your vibration. The moment they come, you take the script of the gratitude prayer and you, start, you begin to say it in your consciousness so that you stay in that vibration long enough. If you don't stay long enough in that vibration, is there's no way you're going to be able to manifest the physical component of that vibration into your space-time continuum. It's not going to happen because people get it, get off of the vibration too quick, right? They, they're doing the right thing and then somebody insulted them and then they're off. They on, in, uh, they're, they're driving and then somebody cut them off and they're off constantly because they don't have anything to keep on bringing themselves to, to stay consistent with that vibration. Wow, that that's huge. My gosh, can you believe that we've already been at an hour? I mean, people could people could go on listening to this. I mean, it's so funny because I just wanted to say something about what you were saying. So we, I was just having a discussion with um, somebody that's been in my life for 20 years, and she was just using different areas that I've grown so much in this in this creating of money but she was saying remember when all of a sudden you were driving around and you were just attracting all of these people that were really really wealthy and she says and no sooner did you attract all these people who were really wealthy all of a sudden you're literally making about $12,000 a week and and I and so what you just said it took me back to that place when that's exactly what I was doing. And plus I was seeing it in my head and I was feeling it. And I was, I mean, every day I was writing in my journal about the gratitude of it from present tense. Yeah. And it was like right and left. Yeah. You got to have something prepared to always override the script that is keeping you in poverty, lack and limitation. Be ready. Your sword has to always be ready. The moment the obstacle comes, is to deviate you from that beautiful vibration and you have to rebuild it again. Anytime you rise in, something comes, you have to rebuild it again. Not only you are training your body to keep on doing that, you're also training the universe to always bring something on your way whenever you are going forward. That's wonderful. So Alan, how do we how do we get a hold of you? How do how can people work with you and book an online appointment with you? Well, I mean, I hope I know you guys are enjoying working with me so far. <laughs> so, yeah, 15 minute consultation. We will have a lot of blast, a lot of fun. And, you know, after that consultation, a lot of things happen. Right. God uh, will show me certain things and certain things you have to tell me. And you guys are familiar with that. And uh, mm -hmm. that's the beginning. You, you have to book a 15 minute fun time so we can have a good time together. And then from there, we can structure how we're going to work together. Yeah, I just want to say from personal experience, you know, I've been working with him for a while now and my my life is changing already. So I'm very grateful for you and everything that you have brought to the table for my life. Thank you. Thank you so much yes, for being absolutely. available. Available to be touched. Pam, yeah. you want Pam is just smiling. What is she smiling at? I'm trying to well, she, she's not, I'm not even sure you can hear me, but I would second everything that Sherry just said. And it was wonderful to be here with you again tonight. Awesome. 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 What time is it? Is it already time? 
Yeah, well, let me just say one more thing. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that to book an appointment with Alan, um, booking an appointment online right now with him is onehappyliving.com forward slash book dash online. And I, Alan, I also put up here, I want to bring up the Sunday gathering Woo! because that one is <laughs> and I, I just wanted to take the time, you know, to invite everyone to attend this Pam and myself, Christy Jones, and so many of the people that are in our inner circle, we've been inviting to Alan and his wife, Danielle's Sunday service. And I promise you, I promise you, you will grow. You will step in and be the person that you were meant to be. I mean, every Sunday, this man says something so amazing. And I grow in a greater, grander way. So I just want to say thank you. This Sunday specifically, we're going to do spontaneous emotional healing on screen. We want people, it doesn't matter how traumatic the event has been, we will teach you how to heal your emotional body on spot, on the screen. And then from there, people get to share. That's what we're going to do this Sunday because we've been talking about relationship being clear about your relationship with people so with every relationship you had in your life that was very toxic that has left any toxic vibration in your psychic body we want to heal it on screen through the power of the christ that lives in you this sunday coming up so i'm very excited about that it's gonna be great awesome well thank you so much for being here alan with us today we've just enjoyed this as we always do it's been a pleasure well, I want to I want to thank every one of you for being here with us. I know that you loved the quality of this information that Ellen's shared with us today. Thank you for sharing it out with all of your Facebook profiles, all of your Facebook pages. Um, thank you again for being here tonight on the High Vibe Nation. I'm your host, Sherry Gideons, and my co-host is Pamela Aubrey, even though she can't talk for us. She's giving us all a heart. Um, you can <laughs> you can find us out on the web at www.thehighvivenation.com. You can find us on Instagram at the High Vive Nation, and you can find us on Facebook at the High Vive Nation. We want to thank you so much for being with us here today, and have a great rest of the weekend. Bye now. From everybody here at the High Vibe Nation, we want to say thank you for choosing to raise your vibration. And of course, please like, share, and subscribe. If you need to find us on the web, check us out at www.thehighvibenation.com. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode and keep high vibing.